0: Welcome to the Paul Jacoby podcast with your host, Paul
1: Jacoby.
0: All right, and welcome to the Paul Jacoby podcast. Before we begin, please go ahead down and like and subscribe. We are begging for subscribers, guys. We need over a thousand to get any, any movement at all. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much, guys. And. With no more ado, I'm going to introduce our special guest for today. That
2: is Brad Stoll! How are we doing? I'm good. I just made 999 accounts for you, just so you can hit that thousand and get get your ass monetized my computer crashed in the process but i think it was worth it to make sure that you can make three cents from this episode
0: we're making headways guys all of our
2: 10 views making us three cents hey baby that's 10 more views that somebody in north dakota doesn't have dude well let's just buy
0: cryptocurrency and just a thousand x just start our own crypto i think that's exactly i'm gonna talk to zuck Talk to to Zuck. You guys are on uh, really cool terms. He goes by Zuck now. Yeah, he's Zuck Dog. is usually. Zuck Dog. Yeah, shout out to you, Marky Mark. The real Marky Mark, by the way. Okay. He's no chump actor, dude. He's a real one. And he
2: also beat up a man for no reason (laughs) and still has a great (laughs) career. That's just That's actually the key to success (laughs) is just find a man who's doing absolutely nothing and then beat the living shit out of him. Ruthlessly. Ruthlessly. Make sure And then you too could make Boogie Nights. That is the trajectory right there. It nice. seems Sell cocaine as an infant. Yes, and be in a boy band for like three seconds, and then, you know, he's hit all the marks. He was in a boy band, he beat up a man innocently, and now he's like the guy. Killing it. I feel like that's the recipe. You have to be a terrible person, and you can have a really good career in Hollywood. Yeah,
0: you'll end up treasure hunting... Clip it. With, with Spider-Man. Clip. It. Clip. Clip it. <laughs> all right. But I was uh, speaking to you briefly. You, you're actually... Um, our most seasoned guy in here. Yeah, <laughs> I just love how we didn't just
2: completely. You uh, didn't dude, even I, try to change it. I
0: don't even, dude. This is this is a new podcast. Our
2: segues are shit. Can you? Can I say that it's the least seasoned thing to say is calling someone seasoned? That's dude, like you, that's like like you are the you are. That's like adding seasoned, salt onto food. Be like you are the most seasoned
0: man, dude. Not only salt, we're adding pepper, we're adding garlic. We're feeling
2: <laughs> we're, we're feeling good. Hey, today. maybe we'll throw some paprika if we want to spice it up, dude.
0: Maybe a little, you know, a little bit of that,
1: a little bit of this. We'll see where it goes. Well,
2: season is very generous of you so thank you yeah I have uh, been doing uh this whole thing I mean well comedy I've been doing since 2014 but I, I think I've been acting since whatever I was 13 I'm 30 so if you could do the math I don't want to fuck that up because look like an idiot and not know how to do 13 minus 30 13 minus 30 um I think it's like what is that 18 nope nope that's 17 Seventeen, Jesus Christ! Now I feel old. Yeah, seventeen years ago I started acting. Seventeen years, guys, and And look at me now, mom. Grooving
0: and grooving, mama. Uh, All the way from the big city, New York, is where uh, you started your comedy career.
2: Is that correct? Yeah, I started stand up back in uh, New York. uh, After (laughs) I took an acting class, like so. Like when I started acting, I didn't actually take. Mm -hmm acting classes I take acting classes in, in like, sc- like high school and stuff like that and like middle school like I did the plays and all that shit and then I was like when I graduated college I told my parents I'm like I'm gonna be an actor they're like if you can afford it you can do it I'm like whatever and I and I did it <laughs> and at the end of the course it was like a six week Meisner intensive if you don't know what Meisner is it's basically a uh, uh, Physical and mental abuse. That's literally the entire. That's the that's the entire theory of that's acting. The way they do it. It's basically rushing a fraternity without actually making friends at the end, or <laughs> drinking, or getting pussy, or any of that. Um, and at the end of the course, my acting teacher goes, "Maybe you should get a day job and revisit this." Ooh. And after like so many years of yeah. thinking I'm like this great actor and I'm so good and I got all the leads in high school and in community theater and all this shit, mm-hmm. he's like. No, you're a hack, and you maybe Ooh. should. He didn't say that, but like he kept saying, like if you move to LA, you're a hack. You're a hack. Oh, but so he's ironically, he's hater, teaching dude. acting classes and not on television. So who really is the hack at this point? Hey, dude. But, but that's, I, thats how the old saying goes: if, if you can't do, those, teach, yeah, those, right? those can't teach. Yeah. So I say that about F- life coaches. You. Why? No, 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 no! no. I, I don't say f you. You know why I don't say f you? Because that guy is the sole reason I wanted to stand up. Because I thought at that moment in time, I'm like, I'm not a good enough actor. I've always been funny. Why don't I try stand up? And I never thought there was an avenue for it. I had a friend who was doing stand up leisurely, and he like I called him for advice, helped me write some jokes. I had an open mic. I went to Broadway Comedy Club. I invited my sister. It wasn't even a. It wasn't a show. It was an open mic. It was on a Friday after work. <laughs> And I just started this new job, a corporate job. And I invited my sister, six of my acting friends, and then one of my uh, college buddies, who I no longer speak to. And after he bombed that night, he never did comedy ever again. I go up. I do three of five minutes terrible each shit. all my active friends are like keep going like you'll get better eventually and my sister goes if you ever talk about your dick ever again i'm never gonna see you perform
0: the old dick in front of the sister jokes yeah then. you know
2: just talking leisurely about my cock and she's been back since and honestly she waited a few years i'm like at that point i had been gotten funnier yeah. so it was kind of like nice to win someone over after they saw me at like my very unfunny mm-hmm. like the least well, funny I've ever
0: I, I, i'm sure you said so you started comedy was that 21 years
2: old then 22.
0: 22. Yeah. So even starting any comedy journey at 22, it is going to be hard pressed to get off the penis jokes. Oh, so. dude. But, ima- but, ima- but
2: imagine being like 17. Like you see these kids are starting yeah. 16, 17. I met a kid. Uh, he's a he's a waiter at a comedy club here. He's mm-hmm. 18. And he's so fucking funny.
0: Really? I gotta, maybe I, I
2: got to get you on the pod, dude. I, I I honestly, super funny guy. And I would just, whenever I see like a really young comedian, two mm-hmm. things going on in mind. I go, fuck you but also i feel bad for you because like if you're starting that young that's gonna fuck you up yeah like because you're missing out on so much of your life because of the pain or whatever you're going through Mm -hmm. like i'm grateful i started at the age i did even though i'm get envious of the kids who are 18 and funny and stand up i'm like you're gonna be this is it's like a child star it's like you don't want to start too young Mm -hmm. because then you just become like this weird adult yeah. Because you've missed out on so much. Hey, Same Dave, reason, like, I'm Dave happy Chappelle now. Was 14, though. Bro, look how, f- I mean, let's be real. That man is not sane. Yeah, he, he went through hell and back. But, dude. One of the greats. But also, I like, saying. I would never want to start that early. I just don't think. And you also, like, don't mm-hmm. know yourself. Like, I think a big part of stand-up is understanding who you are.
0: And I, I feel like, also, a big part of stand-up to me is, is going up and burning in front of people. And then... Realize Physically it. burning. Yeah. It. They,
2: it's, they actually set you on fire at yeah. some shows.
0: It is what it is, guys. You either make it or break it. Hey, listen, kid, you want to make it in this business? This chug Tommy. this gasoline. This is Hollywood. We will light you on fire.
2: We literally. Uh, <laughs> because that's what the church says. <laughs> All right. Um, Scientology. <laughs> that's the only church I subscribe to. With, um, with our leader, Tom Cruise. I Hey, I'm a big Tommy Cruise fan. Never saw Top Gun, but I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I look like Les Grossman. um, It's all good, dude. It's all good. Uh, So I was
0: was about to bring up that you did start acting young, though, at 13. Not professional. Correct me if I'm wrong. uh, You started as your first character as a gorilla.
2: Yeah, so that's been something I've been revisiting a lot in therapy, uh, is talking about that because it's such a – that was such a mon- monumental thing to realize how funny I was in front of a crowd because literally I was the prop master in this show in my middle school mm-hmm. and they go, uh, we can't ca- we can't cast this grill and nobody wants to do it. Is that, uh, I go, what are we going to do? And I literally just raised my hand in the back kind of just like, I'll do it. And they're like, you prop guy? They're like, yeah. all right, just throw on <laughs> the suit. I had one line, and all I had to do was come onto stage in between scenes and scare people off stage. Uh-huh. And then once I scared them off stage, I'd look at the crowd and then like just break the fourth wall and do like little bits, <laughs> like you know, just like physical gags, like wave at the crowd uh-huh. and like party boy off the st- And It would murder, <laughs> like 120 people just fucking. <sighs> Uh, the gorillas, no. the the gorillas twerking on stage, uh, ah, like you know. And did the director, like the the
0: teacher, be like, "You can't break the wall." No, she oh. loved it. Oh, that's she loved great, it. God, God rest
2: her soul. She passed away uh-huh. uh, last year. Amazing woman. Thank God for her because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be acting honestly. Yeah. And my and my mother for sure. But. I would say that the and the one here's the one. The one line mm-hmm. is at the end. You find out like the island isn't really like this island. It's all like a it's all a ruse. And oh. I take my mask off and I go, "What do you mean, phonies?" That's the line. The that's th- the line. That's my big break. And uh, yeah, it would. And for that, like, and also the cool thing about wearing the suit, mm-hmm. it's as somebody who's never been on stage like that. It was so cool to not let them see how I... I was genuinely terrified in the moment because you're, you're facing stage fright for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Whether you are—you genuinely have stage fright in your future mm-hmm. or not, I think the only way you can attack it is to actually do it. And that was the best way I got to do it is because like they didn't actually get to see my mm-hmm. face until the end of the show. And by the end of the show, I'm so comfortable because I'm crushing that I'm like, I don't even know that I'm on stage anymore.
0: I, I have heard the best way to get through of wearing like your own acting mask is by physically wearing a mask sometimes because you can be your true self because sure. no one can see
2: your face. And that's what I say about yeah. every actor in LA and why they're so fake.
0: <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Uh, but yeah, but that's that was one the thing beginning. I was going to mention about that. So you started a gorilla. You made your, uh, you you made the way all the way to be portrayed as character named, Perry Man in the NFL.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, oh my God, dude, that was like—I I still feel like that is the will be the without a doubt the funniest thing I've ever booked I, in I the creep in the creepiest way. I could not find the the was it, was it commercial? Was it so? I was on last year. I actually to the, today is actually a year from the day I booked Happy it. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary, right? So this is really funny. So. I uh, I'm in this Facebook group that it's called like pay job posts and it's just uh-huh. basically like for actors who are looking for like part-time work and sometimes they post yeah. like casting calls but it's mostly background work so one day this guy writes in the group and I saw it right away uh, looking for a hairy guy for a comedy sketch yeah. pays. and I and immediately I just go what comedy sketch fucking pays people because I've never mm-hmm. heard of that so I was like fuck <laughs> it I messaged a guy immediately go Hey, I'm Harry, and I'm interested. And that guy goes, and the guy literally just goes, "Cool." And I'm on like a, a production assistant run. And if yeah. you don't know what production assistant is, I'm, you're basically just a I'm coffee boy. As well, a but I yeah. I did. A, I was on a box truck rental run, Ooh, and I was truck picking PA? up. Yeah, and I was like picking up stuff. I was doing all the runs. Yeah, I, I got my purple heart. Um, so <laughs> I, I, he messaged me. He goes, can you send me a photo of yourself without your face, shirtless? And immediately I go, well if this isn't a real gig, what's the harm really? He's just gonna jerk off to my body? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fine, that's more flattering. Mm -hmm. So I run into the bathroom at this fucking camera rental place, Take my shirt off. Click the photo. Uh, oh, <laughs> was fuck, it Sammy's that. camera? No, it was not Sammy's. It was like a smaller, like more like a hipster camera. Oh, rental. so it was
0: like kind of like, like a real camera house. The yeah, I know. I was yeah. like, well, you
2: guys have a bathroom? They go, yeah. And I use it. I hate that place. I fucking had to wait there once an hour. If they're like, well, it'll be done soon. I fucking hate when people do that. Oh, so, it's the worst. The worst. So we take the picture. I send it to him and he goes, great. Thanks. You'll hear from us in a day. A week goes by, I hear nothing. I go, oh my God, this dude's jerking off to me. And then I get another <laughs> message from him. And he goes, a week later, he goes, can you send me a headshot? And I'm like, why the fuck was that not the first <laughs> question you asked me? Why didn't we start there? Why didn't we start there? Send him the headshot. He goes, great, you'll be hearing from us. A couple days go by, and then he goes, all right, uh, can you come into Fox Century 21 or Century 21 Fox mm-hmm. for a COVID test? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And then I look him up, and he's the producer for Fox Sports comedy segments. (laughs) So I was on week one of last year on national television. I was in hair and makeup for four and a half hours. You couldn't even see my real hair. I'll send you the photo. You can put it up in the clip. Um, And... (laughs) I'm literally. I look like a caveman, and then they spray the letter on me, and it was a musical parody of Return of the Mac, and it was Anthony Anderson was the Return of the Mac, Mac, but it was Return of the Fan.
0: Oh, and it was the first week
2: of football, so it was a whole music video. Everyone had like a bit, and my bit was the punchline. The punchline was a sweater vest, a sweater vest made out of hair and I stand up pridefully and it's like just a solid two seconds of <laughs> camera. And camera Was was that
0: in the script stand up pridefully? No
2: I mean there was no, here's the thing there was no script and it was a SAG shoot and I ha- I'm non-union and I'm like okay today I'm going to get my first waiver like this is great and I go up to the producer after I go they, and by the way uh, the <laughs> shoot 30 minutes four hours in hair and makeup to put on hair but 30 minutes of me on camera and they're like alright great you're wrapped I'm like that's awesome that's hilarious but also yeah. damn like I did it pay okay? Yeah, I paid for, it was normal right. sag rate. Um right. it was a full day rate and so this is what happened, right? So I go up to the guy and I go and like this is not his fault by the way. I want to like put the, make it very clear. Yeah. Um I asked him I go, "Hey man, I heard this is a sag set. Um where do I get my voucher?" And he goes, "Oh, no, we don't do vouchers." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, well, this is a segment. It's not episodic or film, so we technically don't have to give anyone a voucher. Yeah, so it was was like some deal they made with... sneakiness. Yeah, and it's all good. I mean, it happens, but it was still cool to really, like... I went to uh, Barney's Beanery that Sunday, and I got to watch myself on TV, and that was my first time I've ever been on national TV.
0: So uh, that's that's actually a wonderful story to be on national TV. Yeah, and I literally thought that I was going to
2: get molested by a producer, but turns out it was my first opportunity. Going gorilla to... Hey, it was reverse. It was reverse Hollywood. Nobody Weinstein me. I just, you know, you Weinstein. I made it all up myself.
0: <laughs> there you go, man. So I, you, like you said earlier, you spent a lot of time in New York City. Yeah, we, we do a segment here all the time. Uh, it's L.A. versus New York City, uh, and I'm a big L.A. guy. I could do this shit all oh, yeah. day.
2: <laughs> Hit me with your best bagel and
0: pizza. <laughs> uh, so if you had, I, I was meaning to ask you, if you had to pick uh new york like let's just say you're totally focused on being a comedian you're you're not even trying to do any more TikToks. you're not even you would pick new york anytime
2: and and why is that i think in the beginning when you start stand up and this is Mm -hmm. you know again take this for what it is anyone listening at home Mm -hmm. i think it is all about your reps in the beginning and just getting comfortable learning your structure Mm -hmm. learning to be comfortable on stage you're learning all the elements, what it takes to be a comedian, but obviously it's gonna take time to be taken serious if you're not 100%. already like naturally a killer. Yeah, I think New York is great because you have to get so used to the muscle mm-hmm. to the point where you couldn't forget anything. Yeah. I think that, because when I first started doing stand-up, it was like the first two months, and I was only getting up once a week, and I remember somebody, the first the first comic that ever spoke to me, uh, I, I sent out like four emails mm-hmm. to like a bunch of comics, and the only ones that got back to me were Gary Goleman, Steve Byrne, like you sent out emails to legitimate comments. Yeah, and um, and and Sam Morril, Sam Morrell wasn't Sam Morel now. Sam was
0: hey, shout out to Sam Morrell, your your Sam Morel's awesome. He just released a, uh, a special Netflix today because yeah, he needs our plug. Yeah, I, I will he definitely make, needs our plug. I will make a clip of this, dude. I thought it was fantastic. Have you oh, yeah. watched it yet?
2: Not yet. Um, but not, I lied, but dude, fuck yeah. I, I assume it's great. <laughs> yeah. Sam's always been a great comic. He's a but, crusher. So I send all those emails, and yeah. when I said, uh, what's the right amount of time to get on stage, and everyone's like, get on stage every night as much as possible. Just get on stage. And I know it's the most basic yeah. advice. Write every day, get on stage as much as possible. Then I eventually, at a point, I was getting up like, three times a night sometimes more if i really push myself i
0: heard it's easy to go from one mic to another in new oh, york oh dude State.
2: there was a whole, there's a whole street i mean i don't know how much is it like this now but at uh-huh. one point McDougall and bleeker was like a hot spot because you could literally do you
0: still have the the connects that that we can push to
2: our fans back uh, at home? I, if the site is still what it is, freemikes.com. I don't know if it's we still will, working. Comedy free Bureau Moms. also does New York mics as well, so you yeah. can look on that as well. But We'll post I, that in the description below, guys. Uh, and you could hit literally four mics in three hours. Yeah, that's On my- the same fucking block. And yes, would you see the same comics? Sure, but like you're still... Again, it's, you're finding that comfort, you're finding the timing, you're finding, and listen, you're performing for comics, most of them are not paying attention to you, and that's how you really find out how to be funny, is if you can get someone to put their phone down, or put their notes down of them writing their shit, and really yeah. catch them off guard, like you got something really good there. Yeah, getting a comics laugh not only is something we all secretly validate; it's something that kind of shows that you got something because 100%. if you get people to go, oh no, I gotta watch this person. Yeah, I, I gotta watch them. I, I love this person. Like, I have that about a few comics out here where I'm like, nah, I'm putting my shit down. I gotta fucking. I, I would was love about to watch say them.
0: There, there's a, a lot of comics that it's like no matter what I, I run into them and they'll have like maybe a couple of years in and they will just unless they are up on stage they are looking at their phone and it's 100%. just like. Like, I get it. Like, it's because it gets so tedious going open mic, open mic, open mic. And you're just like, you're kind of just losing your shit after a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time. But it's just like, dude, come on.
2: Right. Come on, man. Like. Listen, I think that I've learned in this life. I mean, I'm 30 now. um, And I was very... Very desperate, very anxious, very uh, codependent on people around me. And I felt like that's what I needed to succeed or be someone. And and Mm -hmm. I've only learned up until this year that truly that makes no difference in your trajectory. You do that all for yourself, (laughs) right? And that is off-putting, especially when you're first Mm -hmm. starting out, because I, I think we talked about this once when I first met you, is like about the idea of like we're so excited to tell people about what we're doing when yeah, the reality is nobody should know about it until we really are truly ready yeah. because because you turn away so much good potential in your 100%, 100%. life, whether it's your friends, whether it's possible industry, whether it's um, people you just want to make proud. Well, and like yeah. the bottom line is I think that with anything and you want to put your mind to mm-hmm. and all your time and your effort, it's like it takes time to be good at something. And as exciting as it is to hold a microphone and try to be funny, it takes just as long to be anything else, whether it's a lawyer, a doctor, all that shit. Like Mm -hmm. it takes, you would not want a first year med student to be fucking operating on you. Yes. Like same reason as you don't want to go to a comedy show where everyone on the lineup has been doing stand-up for fucking six to 12 months. Dude.
0: it's And there's a lot of that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of fun when that happens and you you could be the good one there. Yeah, no, (laughs) sure. And it's like,
2: it's a little disheartening to me because I'm like, if I go to a certain comedy club, I'm not going to name drop, but like, I go to a certain comedy club, there's like two in, in town that are like, you go up and if you're the best one in line, you're like, it's not because I'm hilarious, it's because this thing is poorly booked. Yes. And it's unfortunate, but mm-hmm. it's like, because then my friends come up to me and go, dude, you were like the best one. I go, that's because you didn't see anything good that night. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's literally like eating fast food and someone putting caviar in your mouth in and night, being like, oh my God, like. What's that? And it's like yeah. yes, because you just ate dog shit for an hour. Of course, that's going to taste fucking amazing. <laughs> it's going to taste incredible. It's going to taste incredible. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I'm the caviar. Um, <laughs> In no. this situation and many others, you're okay. all you're all a bunch of fucking sloppy <laughs> ass burgers. You hear me? Um, but yeah, man, it, it, I, I think what I'm trying to get to is that it it take like with, with most things, it's time meets self awareness meets opportunity, right? Yes, you have to. Have all those things lined up because right when you have those things all online, you do something great. You want ex- with, with no expectation as mm-hmm. well. Let's add, you you only set yourself up for greatness. Like and yeah. that's why I I don't feel like I get mad when people get opportunity because it's like there's no less opportunity if they have it than I have it. One hundred. They're not. Nobody's taking yeah. shit away from you. And I think that stand up gets so frustrating because you're like no no no, but like they're a comedian too, and it's like sure, but like you're not the comedian they want right now, and but, it's like yeah, exactly, doesn't mean you're gonna like, get like oh no like you're never going to get that now it's like no it's like you can always get booked you can always get on shows you can always find your place somewhere that's,
0: that's the beautiful thing about comedy that I've, I've noticed that like if someone does well that 100 has nothing to do with your possibility of success because it's it's not like with comedy it's not like everyone's a guitarist uh, and trying to trying out for a rock band you know like everyone has a different instrument meaning their style of comedy. And
2: there's, there's so many styles of comedy, especially 100%. now, like we've really yeah. blossomed into this. Like you almost don't know what, what is real stand up comedy? Like it's so fluid. Yeah. Um, I'd also say that when I say, you know, take your time, it, it will come. I also don't mean don't make your own opportunities either. Cause I think that is important. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of artists wait for a phone call Yeah. Especially in Los Angeles. Like you're going to meet a lot of, you meet a lot of comedians, you meet a lot of actors, meet dancers, whatever it is. And they're constantly being like, Oh, I'm doing fucking. And it's like, yeah, but what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you creating for yourself? Because truth be told, your opportunities don't just come from a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. I could be represented by the biggest agencies in L.A. I'm not saying I am. But if I was, that doesn't mean that it's all over now. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just wait for them to call me. Yeah, you also don't book that audition. What happens? Yeah. You're going to wait for the next one?
0: I was about to say, if you're in L.A., uh, what I've noticed a lot is my effort to reach out to other people, to go out there and shake people's hands that I don't know and introduce myself. Absolutely, And just... Be one of the guys, you know. Like that's a huge and oozing confidence you definitely have. That's well, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) One thing I've noticed is like if I'm not the guy that goes up and says, "Hey, how are you doing?" I'm Paul. Like people don't give a shit. We run into comics that will be like every show I've ever been to. I've seen maybe ten percent of the people once, and I've never seen them again. If I follow them on social media, sometimes that's their last time going up like they just disappear yeah 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 and it's not like it's not like uh hey that's what we hope
2: it's more like hey that's what we're used to so it's no like when same reason i get upset when people don't they say like oh i'm gonna come to your show and then they don't show up and i'm like okay i used to get so upset i used to (laughs) take things so fucking personally about when someone's like oh yeah i'm gonna be there and i'm like waiting there but like why aren't they here they said i was i i was fucking crazy about it and then now when someone's like Hey man, sorry to come to your show, and I go, oh, I didn't really expect you to. And I know it sounds shitty, but it's like I've been burned so many times in my life at this point where it's like I don't expect anything from you. Just what's, was that? All right, we got to cut to our first commercial break, guys. We'll be right right
1: back. All right, guys, welcome to Paul Jacoby Podcast Merch Store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie. With a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that. We got coffee mugs. We got t-shirts. We got tanks. We got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom.
0: All right, guys, and we're back. Uh, I I think I... What were we talking about before we headed to break real quick?
2: We were... Talking about uh, oh, people not coming to our show. Yeah.
0: Oh, dude, I got I gotta tell you. Um, by the way, guys, me and me and Brad, we met at a previous show. Yeah. Uh, just in the green room at the Chateau. Uh, and when uh, I say
2: that, Paul has like oozing confidence. He was bragging how much he hasn't bombed yet, and I was oh, like, dude. Oh,
0: just wait, dude. Two shows later, guys, yeah. I have some good news. And uh, shout out to our boy, top of the line Tommy here. Uh, I. I uh, ran into that bullet very recently. Good, two days ago. How do you feel? Actually, I feel relieved because it's like it wasn't that bad. Um, it's never. That I did bad. like once I was right in the middle of the, of this show, right? Sure. And uh, shout out to Can't Even Comedy. Uh, ah, what, yeah, the Rooftop Show. Yeah, Rooftop Show was obviously not their fault. Uh, the crowd was not for me.
2: <laughs> it's never their yeah, fault. Yeah,
0: I was about to say, they're it's great. The I actually love them as, as producers. Um, they're a lot, just good people. Um, book me. All right. Book me, please. It, it was just a one-time thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was actually a big relief. after. I mean, obviously, it was very painful standing up there. And, uh, Make it sound
2: like someone put a finger in your ass in front uh, of the whole dude, crowd.
0: Um, I froze for like five seconds because oh, nice. it was quiet as oh, shit yeah. for like three jokes in a row.
2: You know how much I'm getting off to hearing uh, you bomb dude, right now? Oh, dude, everyone's going to be getting off to me bombing. Trust I lo- me. I love hearing a good bomb story about how someone had uh, just completely lost control and lost oh, everything. Dude.
0: I, I mean like... What I noticed was like the only laughs I was getting was from the back where the bar is, like far away sure I, I saw guys like laughing back there, but like like it was one of those laughs where they're like looking around to see if they can laugh type of thing, oh and I was my just God. like. I was like, uh, this is definitely not my crowd. And I just got into my head so much where I just sat there for a second. I just forgot my next joke. It's also
2: like the most basic bar in the world. So you're going to get all those people being like, comedy? Um, I'm hot. I don't yeah. get it.
0: Yeah. Right? And it was just,
2: right. I sat there for like five right. seconds. And I just
0: kind of looked. And I go, ugh. And I, like, I was just feeling it. And this, one of the, the, this was the worst part, okay? One of the fellow comedians noticed that I was just so upset. I was like, she, of course. I was not hitting any of these jokes. Killers, you know, my killer jokes, too. It's like. Kill, killer
2: first year jokes. Where
0: yeah, where I've cut right to him because yeah. I'm like, this is not working. I'm going to mm-hmm. cut to a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she saw me going down and she just goes, come on.
2: And she started clapping. The whole crowd started clapping for me—the pity claps—and I was just come on, come on, like you were like drowning in a pool.
0: Yes, a a pool of despair. Okay. Oh my god. And I was just like, oh my gosh, get me off stage. Where's the light? And come on. Yeah, I got through. I got through the joke, and I was like, you know what? At least I'll hit him with the closer, and the closer bombed, and. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first time that joke has fallen on deaf ears like pretty much period. You know, like even at open mics that right. that one crushes and I'm just like, you know what? Tonight's not my night. It wasn't that bad. I'm not like my biggest fear about bombing at a show was that like, I will quit comedy because it hurts that
2: bad. Well, and I and I didn't. I, I'm still that's good. I'm I mean, still, still going. So it's like. I mean, the whole, like, if you bomb, you're going to quit comedy. I mean, like, there's that feeling of, like, I should quit. But it's almost mm-hmm. like you're being facetious with yourself in the moment because you're just like, damn, this is painful. But you're not going to quit over. If you're going to quit over the one bomb, it's like, well, you never wanted to do comedy in the first place. Yeah. Because in life, we always say, like, if it was so easy, everybody would do it. And if it was so easy, you wouldn't even love it. Yeah, and you don't uh, want you don't want to kill every time. Like you want to kill, but like eventually you want to get your shit rocked because we like to be challenged. We're artists. If, we, yeah. if we're constantly crushing and not bombing a little bit here and there, your your ego gets so fucking inflated to a point where it's like, do you even know what's funny, or are you just confident as shit? You know. Well,
0: dude, the what I've realized is it's like I bombed at open mics. Like everyone bombs. Like fucking yeah. Open mics are so shit, but.
2: Uh, but nobody bombs at an open mic because you're testing on material.
0: Yeah, and uh, it always pushes me to write and pushes me to try new things and right. pushes me to do something else. And uh, the 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 real sad part is, like like I said, I was I was like halfway through the mix of of the show, and uh, <laughs> um, my seat though where I was sitting, like there is no green room on this rooftop. Sure. I was right in the middle, right in the middle, where, like, right next to the stage, where it's like... Why were you sitting
2: in the crowd?
0: There was no other spots. It was full. Stand in the back. I was... I I I, always found it weird where, like, I see comedians out here...
2: And it's like. It doesn't matter. Uh, You're at work. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I don't even know your wife, but you're at fucking work. Uh, Don't sit with I would never go back and sit with my friends at my shows. I would never sit in the audience. Mm -hmm. You are a fucking comedian. Separate yourself from everyone else. Mm -hmm. I've seen this now in LA where I see these comics come through the crowd. Sitting with their friends, I go, get away from your fucking friends. Yeah. You're gonna do that when you're in a play? You're gonna go sit in the crowd with <laughs> them, being like, hold on, sorry, my part's coming up. And then just get full up in costume. the middle, full costume, <laughs> like, in a fucking pe- a, a petticoat or whatever the fuck? Uh, I'm sorry, oh yeah, I'm falling out of frame. Uh, oh, God, good, yeah, man. pull me in, yep. dude. Um, <laughs> uh, no, like, I, I just don't get that. Yeah. Like, you are, like, the same reason I don't agree with telling a crowd that you're not a full time comedian on stage, because yeah. the illusion is that you are. A comic, uh, and that is this is your job right now. If you're like, uh, so during the day I work at Bubba. No, one for sure. I thing. used to work at <laughs> is literally the to me is the and I know it's yeah. unsolicited, but it's fucking infuriating when a comedian tells a crowd that they are currently working at a day job. Yeah. Don't let them know that because they didn't come to see Paul the. Paul the office worker who also does Paul comedy the butcher. at night. Paul the butcher who also does comedy at <laughs> night. Chopping up meat and chopping up bits for you. No, like, they want to see a fucking comedian. Like, yeah. let them believe that the 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 illusion is
0: there. Mm, one, f- like, for sure to me, this is what I always notice and I'm like, and I get the feeling of announcing this before, like, you get on stage or whatever. Sure. Or, like, when you're on stage announcing this. But I see these comedians and they'll be like, oh, well, I'm just going to try out some new material and I'll be like, as soon as you say that, that's like a warning sign that says this is garbage.
2: No, you know what that is? That's somebody who's trying to get away with making it sound like they just came up with it. Yeah. Or my favorite is when I go, I'm going to try some of my old stuff. I go, cool. What's I'm I'm, going to do some old stuff I go cool what's any of your stuff don't know you (laughs) don't know you don't remember you don't know why you think everyone should and that's (laughs) ego that's purely ego Um, but I wanted to tell you I mean I think I don't know if I told you this bomb story so this was at at, uh, the club that we were at not that night but uh, another night I was at there and I have the clip because the, the clip came out pretty funny so mm. that that's the
0: thing though, clips. Sometimes even if you bomb, clips, I've baby, seen, I've seen them
2: gone viral for sure. Yeah. Um So I'm bombing right. I'm like three and a half minutes into my five. Yeah, and some fucking I the I did like a riff, and it and it oh you know, I was riffing about how a joke bombed, mm. and then some guy goes out. You got one, and I fucking went off and it and it was doing well yeah attacking this guy it was a middle of it was a it was a fine line of a it's funny you're being me but also like it doesn't matter anymore because you were never Uh on my side the whole set yeah so i don't care if you're on my side during this yeah so the guy goes oh you got one i go what do i need your approval what are you my fucking dad and it just like like just Just killed just killed (laughs) and like and then the guy i found out he was a (laughs) background actor and, um. he, and he, he didn't say like he's like <laughs> he is like oh I do background sometimes and he literally got to go what do you do for them living goes I'm a background actor like he Ooh. went to a Shakespeare school to stand behind Brad yeah, Pitt and FYI
0: to to the viewers that are not in the film industry. Uh, I always tell people I'm a production assistant. That means I'm at the bottom of yeah. the totem pole. And the only thing
2: that's lower than that is a is background, a background an actor. actor. And you're not an actor. Mm-hmm. You're a statue. Yes. Nobody cares that you're in the background. You're fluffing up the scene that is in front of you. You are literally not allowed f- for, like, law purposes,
0: not allowed to talk. <laughs> like To the actors. Yeah, you can't talk. And, like, you have to pantomime. All of your your speech, so you're like all because there's things, nothing good coming yeah. out of
2: your mouth. <laughs> there is nothing. My favorite good. was uh I was working, I, I, I and I've done uh-huh. background here in L. A. Just because like oh, you e- got, everyone has. Yeah, you get yeah, a little I desperate. Have, yeah. You have the one you want to try it out to see what it's all about. It's just hearing some of the people at lunch, just again. going. Yeah. You know, I was working with so and so. I go, no, you find. I'm like, yeah. I'm sitting there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. They go, so I was working with no- Winona Ryder a few years ago. I go. Oh, man, I wish I could be this delusional. Yeah, like, how, liar. how in the fuck can you go around telling people this and you're sitting eating the non-union lunch with us? You're not there. Are you have, Are you <laughs> chatting it up with the director? No, because the director told you to shut the fuck up and not talk. <laughs> oh, my God, LA. Dude, that, that's how it uh. is
0: sometimes when you run into these... these uh, well, me and Sam talked br- previously about how delusional us as comedians and and just talent in general can be absolutely you know and, and it's just it's how it is and it's like you almost have to be in that mindset of delusion to make it here uh but I,
2: I i will agree and disagree with that statement yes i think the delusion has like a, a fine line right i think mm-hmm. it's more of a, a, it's confidence in yourself sure but the delusion is, like, when you're telling people basically half-witted lies to make yourself sound better. Yeah. It's when it's, you're telling the truth. and you're fine I think, but if you're finding a way to tell the truth in a cooler way where it makes you think you're doing more than you are without having to do so. So a perfect example mm-hmm. for this. And this is a tip and trick for any comedians who are either starting out, struggling with doing it for so long, just to make yourself look a bit more. This is my little, little tidbit if you T-bit. want it. Take it if you want it. Making moves in silence is one of the most pretentious things you could say out loud, but it is a true fact. Yes. Is if you make yourself look busier than the fuck you are, being very cryptic about where you're posting and all the things that you're doing, quote unquote, people will pay the fuck attention to you. Yes. They'll think that you got a lot going on. I can't tell you how many times that people come up to me and they go, dude, you're fucking killing it. You're... You're, you're killing it. And I'm like, I work at a deli as a waiter. What are you talking about? And it's like, they just see <laughs> that one thing. They yeah. go, dude, but you, you did this thing. Or your video got this many things. They go, eh. Yeah. I'm still, I still like, ca- I still have no place to live next month. Like yeah. I am struggling. And it's that little bit that you give that uh, that illusion to people. And like, I think I'm doing well, way better you, than I was. You,
0: you'll see the total opposite end of the spectrum here. And they there's like people that would be like, I'm doing all this stuff, and they're just trying to shove, like their their, their resume on your throat. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, dude, you work at you work your full time job is not this right now. It's like sure. quit quit shoving this in my face, okay? It's like, but it's it's it, dude,
2: again, yeah. it's insecurity. Like I noticed mm-hmm. this, so I went to a party. There's uh, posting, uh, last then there's overposting. Yeah, so I'll say this: I went to a party. It was my my best friend's birthday. Yeah. And, uh, shout out. He just turned 30. And what's his name? Uh, Max Goodrich. Very max.
1: He's very,
2: very talented director and content creator. Go follow him. He's great. But at max Goodrich, literally Goodrich. Um, so I'm at his party and it was, there was a lot of like, it was a big party. There was so many fucking people and they live, they live in this big house in the Valley. And I was outside because I just got off work. It was a long night, and I just wanted to have a relaxing time. He has a pool, and there's, like, everyone's kind of laughing. And I figure, oh, if I'm out in the calmer area, I'm going to get to talk to people, get to know people. And not, like, in a, in a way of, like, getting something. I was just like, oh, it's nice that everyone's just kind of lounging out here. Yeah. I saw how many people were climbing outside, and I was like, man, you know what I realized? If you have to constantly talk about your career... <laughs> Nothing's happening.
0: Oh, it's like like, again, it's 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 the resume, it's the
2: resume unloading, it's the all those things. Those people have nothing going on and nothing to offer to you. I really, genuinely believe that. Uh, You, if you have actual things going on in your life, just like socially, it's so Mm -hmm. much more refreshing to find people who just want to talk about life or bullshit or or buzz balls, do things that are normal at a party where a lot is happening. You will, I find that you stick out more in that way where people are like, oh, they're interesting because they're not doing the thing that we're all supposedly supposed to be yeah. doing at a Hollywood party. It's not a Hollywood party. It's a fucking birthday. Let's act like it, you know? <laughs> well, Everything, yes, can genuinely be considered a networking event if you look at it in a certain direction. But the reality is, that's not where you're getting your break. Your break happens when you least expect it, probably around people that like you as a person, and the off chance you book an audition. That To me, that's it. Yeah. There's no there's no formula to this bullshit. It's just being, right? And it's just so funny to like see the difference because I know someone who has a lot of success and the last thing they talk about is their career. Yeah. And they act like they act like they haven't even gotten there yet in a, in a lot of ways because they're just like, "Oh yeah, I went out to this thing, I did that, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Wow, they seem very outgoing for someone who has so much happening in their life
0: 100% and it's like i used to work in sales and my like this is a generational thing like my dad's a salesman and he always like growing up he always told me he's like he would go out like these these golfing things with all his right. clients and everything and he he would always be like paul what's the number one rule i'm like what dad you know like how dad's do i'm like what dad and he's like he's like never talk about business it's like, never do it. It's like, all you have to do is get someone to like you genuinely and make a connection. And that's really what sales is. And that's, yeah. you, in this industry, you're selling yourself. And keep that in mind. It's like, you're not selling your the character that you're going to be playing on some imagined... People like a good yeah. hang. That's the <laughs> yeah. reality.
2: People just want to hang. Yeah. And I find that my favorite people in this town, or someone who I can just grab a beer with, go do karaoke with go fucking rock climbing (laughs) a hike, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Like go to a bar and go dance. Like these are just being a person. I've literally fell into opportunity because of things like that. I'm not saying go get, become an alcoholic and go to bars every weekend because that just will be messy. (laughs) Uh, No, I just mean just like have, like be a person. Don't feel like you need to talk about everything because the reality is when the time is right and everything is already set, my, my least favorite thing is when someone talks about something that's not even in writing yet. Don't talk about any of that. Keep that with your closest friends because it's exciting to tell people. Yeah. But the second you tell a person that is not that closely connected gone. to you, I feel like that opportunity didn't happen and it just won't happen. It just disappears. It's
0: crazy Correct. how that works because it's like I've had potential opportunities left and right. And as soon as I like breathe it out into like the, oh, the world, it's well, like it's, it's gone. I had a. And it's I like had,
2: you make those mistakes and it's everyone does it. Yeah. I, had a, I had a friend who did that. Um, he's no longer with us he's a, he was a great guy and one of the things he did do a lot was announce something preemptively mm. and I would disappoint himself and he, this guy was very talented did a lot and it was just so it was heartbreaking because like I saw a piece of myself because I did that so much this is a fun fact I announced that I was moving to LA before I bought a ticket when I first graduated college didn't yeah. move to LA stayed in the east coast went to New York yeah and I had that status for and everything. I, I've gone back on Facebook to see the memories of it. It's there. And I was like, that's a true tell of like, don't ever announce something before you yeah. do something. It's got to be. And I told down. myself once yep. I was ready to wanted to move to L.A. for real, I was like, don't post anything until the ticket is purchased. And it, I did. And I won't forget it. Bought the ticket, posted it, being like, here we go, one way, let's do it. And I fucking did it. And it's like, it's a true test. You have to have everything ready. Dude, I, I had a had everything, and it's like because it's you're so again. It comes to that yeah. excitement we talk about. You're overexcited. You want to just tell the world, but it's like fucking leave some mystery. Just do it. Don't say it. They're just not going to want to fuck yeah. you if you give them all <laughs> their cards. Yeah, I want the world to want to sleep with me. Yeah, I mean, I mean that metaphorically, of course, and sexually, ladies. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I really think that in relationships in life in dating, in our mm-hmm. business, it's really about leaving a layer of mystery. Nobody nobody knows what's going on in your 100%, life. Man. 100% man. Your friends 100%. know, that's it. Yeah. Your friends and your family know, and that's it. Yeah, 100%. And it, maybe in LA it's not the same because everyone here is just like looking to see a famous person on stage. Yeah. Whereas in New York where they're like, cool, we'll give you your three minutes of you being famous and then you're gonna have to fucking earn it. Like, It's true, like you literally, I've seen big guys bomb because they're just working on shit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you're famous for a second, and they're like, "Cool, cool, cool, cool. That's great. Uh, when are you going to say something good and funny?" Because we know you for your other shit, and you're a comedian. <laughs> like you're treated like a comic at a lot of times. Yeah. And there are some people who are just so big that it doesn't matter. They could say fucking anything they want, and it's funny.
0: Yeah. Because people are so
2: infatuated.
0: Yeah, they're infatuated with the the person of the character. Correct. I, and I, I can see that. Like we talked previously about Brendan Schaub and. Um, I, I always say, like, he, he's always performing in front of his people. Sure. You know, and, like, he kills in front of his people. Like, mm-hmm. more power to him. And, like, and it, I saw his special, by the way, that got ripped in half by a lot of people. Didn't see it. I actually thought it was kind of funny. Like, I I laughed at okay. it. Okay. And uh, it just got so... What was it? Like, out of 10 stars,
2: it was, like, a 1.3 or something ridiculous. You know, he, but. This, again, goes back to, like, the question of, like, who would you choose? And I'm not to shit, but it's just, like... I think that at the end of the day, the one thing I love about that guy is that he's constantly out. He's trying to get better as a comedian. He's really trying. 100%. Me. And listen, yeah. the only difference between someone like himself and me is that he has a fucking audience. So it's you, – you, <laughs> you definitely have to cu- – you get to cut a few corners that I don't. Yeah. But I give him the benefit of the doubt that he's trying. Like, oh, like dude, people, he's people are like, oh, he's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I go, yeah, so what? Like mm-hmm. you don't have the access he has. He's still trying to make opportunity mm-hmm. for himself it's not that given otherwise to him. may not yeah. be available to it's him it's
0: not given to him
2: it's not mm-hmm. like so if you had a built-in audience too you could literally look at all the people that bump you at a comedy club that have a following and they suck at comedy that's the perk of actually having something before fine. you're you, ready.
0: You got bumped by that one person. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got bu- I got bumped by some actress
2: who gives a shit. Yeah, like, bragged about where all no, this is I'm not literally demeaning this person her her bit was about how she would you can find her tits on any platform on so a website. Bad. Which I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And then I opened with, "You guys can all see my tits whenever you want." And then no one left. I was like, "All right. Well,
0: all right, guys. We got to shoot to
2: commercial break. We'll be right back." All
1: right, guys, welcome to Paul Jacoby podcast merch store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie with a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that. We got coffee mugs. We got T-shirts. We got tanks. We got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom.
0: All right, guys, and we're back. And, um... You know previously we we're talking about like our top three comedians and whatnot. And we we're speaking about Shane gillis. have uh, have you heard his uh, secret podcast? i've
2: never listened to it now
0: oh dude there's a podcast with matt mccusker
2: i know, I know like i know the, oh, the podcast i've just never listened to it oh i was about to say it's a, it's a i good mean it's one. literally the reason he got canceled in the first
0: yes class. it is the reason and they're still doing it dude. yeah they're still doing it i i always like that's my little beef i have with matt mccusker i'm like don't get our boy in trouble again because he's so funny that's
2: funny you know
0: like he's so funny their
2: sketches are great too oh
0: dude um, very very good um Gillian Keefe, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, those are so good. What what's
2: your uh, favorite sketch? If you have, oh Trump speed dating is you think, like
0: the Trump speed dating? I think it's, I, his
2: Trump is undeniable, and the whole <laughs> the whole bit from start to finish is so good. I think that one's good, and I really loved uh, uh, ISIS uh, Toyota. Good ISIS, yeah. yeah, good
0: ISIS is great. Yeah. That's I, w- I would have to pick Good ISIS or Sleeping
2: Cop, sleepwalking. Sleeping Cop, cop. Yeah. sleepwalking Cop was funny. I do think that the bed one was funnier than that one. Yeah <laughs> the, uh, Complaining about the bird
0: Oh yeah That that one's great uh, Also um,
2: OnlyFans Dad Yeah OnlyFans Dad <laughs> Yeah
0: that's what I was gonna say
2: They're, uh, all, they're all really they're good There all, was only like one Where I was just like What? The, the one that really threw me off, like, made me laugh, but, like, not because I feel like it wasn't, like, funny. as It was just more, like, ridiculous and physical is the one where he comes, the, the blind guy who interrupts the wedding. Oh, yeah. And he just starts beating <laughs> the living shit out he's of people. just tackling the yeah, shit yeah, yeah. out of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't think he's he, blind. You know, and then when he just stops, he's like, okay. And there's a kid just goes again. <laughs>
0: Dude, he's that. so good. Very funny. Dude, that that really does show too. Also, it's like that's exactly what SNL missed out on. Yeah, I but get
2: that they could never. You would you would have never yeah. seen those sketches of SNL. Yeah, all
0: of them would have got cut, or Easily. they. I was about to say they wouldn't even have made it in the writing room because I he- I he- heard that in SNL like it's it's very.
2: Very competitive. And yeah, it's like, cutthroat. You do you, know, your, you do your live reads in front of everybody, and then everyone doesn't laugh or whatever it may be, and you just uh, sit there. It, it's, it's and, it and like, Learn that you won't get a sketch on the air that week. It's probably like sitting at one of those open mics where
0: every person there just doesn't like you or they're bitter as fuck well that
2: but like <laughs> but imagine they're all paying attention though yeah. like they have to forcefully pay yeah, attention yeah it's their you. job yeah yeah
0: and it's their job not to
2: like you because they want their bit up of course it's like it is what it is oh man i that call that i call that the cool kids open mics that when seems you go to an open so mic bad. where everyone is bitter they're all friends with each other and they don't like you and there's a lot of those are the, there's some in new york there's mm-hmm. a lot in la more in la because they're just like there's so many even oh, it's, yeah. it's clickier oh, here yeah. because people are hot if that makes sense. Like, a click is is not so intimidating <laughs> when everyone is kind of beat up looking. But when you're in L.A. and there's all these hot comedians who are all friends with each other, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in high school again and nobody likes me. I'm the theater kid surrounded by hot, cool people who will all throw parties that I'm not invited to. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Even though they're all just doing coke in the bathroom somewhere. I don't really care Dude, that much. It,
0: it's just, uh, it's crazy because it's like, it's also, I, I've been to plenty of, like, different open mics. I mean, there's fucking dozens here. Sure. But it's, like, sometimes, like, you'll go or you'll sign up and you'll be like, okay, this looks like a, a decent mic or sure. whatever. Then you'll show up and it's, like, that crew that you're all worried about, yeah. they signed up last minute and they all just showed up and you're like, oh, my... I'm, this like, mic's not going to go
2: over yeah, well. Yeah,
0: it's, like, I'm yeah. not going to get any, like, I... I that's what pisses me off because I'm like, okay, I know that they won't be paying attention and I know that they don't care. You know, like yeah. they don't care at all. About but they're not the here for you. Like say. you have to go yeah. into open
2: mics knowing that it is a gym. Nobody, that, like you don't go to a gym being like, I hope someone comes up to me and said I did a good job on that <laughs> set. Nobody gives a shit. They're all lifting weights too. Yeah. That's that's what they're doing. We're all just yeah. lifting weights together and we're all weirdly waiting for somebody to compliment us about how good we lift that fucking dumbbell. It was a great, great set. It was, it was but, great, great form. But really into it, though, like I
0: on here, like our last segment, we always want to give like a good shout out to like because I remember when I first decided I was like, I'm going to do stand up. It took me like two or three months oh, wow. to not only write, but get the courage to get on stage. Wow. If you had to start it all over again and you had to give advice, maybe for New York and L.A.,
2: what would your advice be for the new guy? I think, and I think I've touched on it a little bit earlier in the episode. I think that it's, yeah, being friendly to everybody is very important. You know, Mm -hmm. some people just, you know, are nice, you know, being nice to people. I think that's so important because I think I became, I got a little bit of an ego for sure when I was in New York because you just like, you start doing better. You just assume that you are deserved and you aren't the stuff. Nobody owes you shit. I think keeping your head down, like somebody gave me this advice early and I never took it, was keep your head down, focus on your jokes, get on stage make your friends and whatnot but like know that the importance is getting good at this the opportunities will come when you're more ready if you're not constantly pursuing them yeah i'd say be nice to everybody i don't care who's an asshole to you just be nice because you just don't know who's going to be something at some point in their life and you're going to fucking hate yourself if you were a dick to them it's just (laughs) what it is uh and i'm not saying in a fake way i just mean like just be nice like it, everyone here is trying to chase their dream we're all sensitive vulnerable people all the fucking time the worst thing you could do is seem like you're above something or above someone else or an opportunity or a venue whatever it may be just keep your head down be nice to people do your fucking art and don't think that anyone owes you an opportunity yeah 100%. they don't nobody owes you jack shit like i said and i'd also say Get. Do not be afraid of bombing, do not be afraid of saying the wrong thing. You're here to make mistakes, and you'll look back, you're gonna hate your material year after year, and you're gonna get stronger at it, craft it better, come back mm-hmm. to it years down the line, be like, oh, I know how to write that. You're, you're never gonna be ready either, ever, so don't think that you can't do something because you're not ready. If someone offered you to open for them tomorrow and you've been doing comedy for a week, open for them, make the mistake. Eat some fucking shit. I don't care if it's a pack feeder. Yeah. I like I, I. And I told you this story, and I know this goes into the viewers, like onto the whole make your own opportunities. I, I got turned down by every book. So I, I grew up in South Florida, but I started in New York, and I wanted to do some shows after like a year and a half of doing comedy. No booker wanted to fuck with me. And I didn't really know the Florida scene. I just reached out with the tape, which wasn't good. But I still was trying to be like, why won't they fucking book me? So instead of doing the whole, mm, nobody likes me, I literally called my high school and I rented out my feeder. And I had my mom and a, a PR team cross-promote in Florida while I was in New York. Six months of just getting 45 minutes together that I did not have and went down to Florida, called it a special. Comics fucking hated me for it. Whether <laughs> they were older, my age, or whatever it was, yeah. people were furious that I was trying to create something that I wasn't ready for in their eyes. It was just all insecurity. And it's odd, because everyone's doing that now. I sit back, and I laugh, because I go, oh, man, that's that's a crazy thing that I had to go through, only to know that that's what everybody wants to do now. 100%. And I think that yeah. also comes with that mix of delusion meets confidence. Yeah. I believed in myself enough to do it. Was I delusional? Absolutely. But I still did it. I had 360 Mm -hmm. people show up to this thing that honestly, they were not real fans of mine. It was just marketed. Yeah. And I didn't release it as a special. It was a documentary my friend crafted up. He followed me for six months. I did the performance. It happened. I brought two of my buddies at the time. They opened for me. I paid for their flights, paid for their hotel. It was like... The dream—it was like being like a celebrity headliner that you could just do these things, minus yeah. the jet. And <laughs> I did get blown in the back of my truck once, but that was kind cool of cool. She was wearing black lipstick; it was a mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I, so, forgot. So I real, almost forgot about that last part. But, real uh, quick,
0: though—how um, yeah. much time did you have before that six months in the comedy scene?
2: <laughs> how much real time did I have, or how much time did I think I had? How many? T- how much time did you think you had? I probably thought I had about fifteen minutes, and I didn't. Nor did I have 45, but I somehow racked up a bunch of stories, which headlining to me is a lot of stretching because you can't tell 45 minutes of jokes straight. That's just, yeah. oh, you're going to bore a crowd. It's just like you have to have storytelling mm-hmm. elements. I feel like there's a mix of things just to keep people entertained. What is a show to be an entertainer? Yes. And in order to entertain, you need to be, uh, you know, surprising them and keep things interesting and not being doing the same thing straight that works in five to 10 minute intervals or even 15 when you're at a comedy club. Mm -hmm. But after that, you're like, I'm getting tired. Like, is there a little, you know, antidote you're going to tell us? Like what, what, what is this?
0: 100%. And uh, trust me, I was about to say with that it's like, it's almost like Kevin Hart is all performance. Mm -hmm. Like it'd be like Anthony Jesselnik is the polar opposite but, like, you got to find yourself somewhere in between But that. he did. And
2: yeah. in the last two specials, there was a lot more storytelling elements, yeah. whether they were true or not. But he did have. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. favorite was when he explained Shark Party, when, how his show got canceled. Oh, that yeah. was such a great story.
0: Yeah, I was about to say But, that, again,
2: man. like, that takes time. Like, storytelling t- is hard.
0: Yeah, the whole country of New Zealand hated yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so so good. funny. So good.
0: But, uh, dude, so long story short, you would say um, take risk.
2: Uh, go after, um... Chase the impossible. Yeah. uh, Be nice and work. Work, 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 work. It's not going to happen with you sitting on your ass. Nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. If we learn anything now in the new social media era, you have to constantly be doing something, whether it is your, like when someone goes, I'm going to run out of stand-up clips. Well, either you need to get booked more or find a different thing that's going to make you interesting. Because no one's ever made it as just a stand-up. And I know that's a very frustrating conversation to have with a lot Mm -hmm. of comedians who are just stand-up purists. Yes. You can't just be a comedian. Most of your favorite comedians weren't just comedians. They were Start a podcast. If you want, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> do TikTok, do something else that will get you seen.
2: Review fast food in a car. I think I'm going to start doing that. Honestly, um, dude, uh, people are killing
0: it. I, I know, guys, lo- I'm a that.
2: snob about food, so like, dude, it's of, something I've. I've one of my long-term dreams is to have, and I think it will happen eventually, is to have my own breakfast sandwich place. You do.
0: I, I looked at your. I was about to say, check out the Instagram.
2: Oh, yeah. You had a M- pop up, right? M- Muffin
0: Man. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah you Muffin really did man. your research. Jeez. I did do research. I love
0: it. I, I looked him up. Dude, you're a very interesting person, so it made it easy.
2: Oh, thanks, yeah. man. That's
0: super You've, nice of you. You have a lot of stuff going on in your life, and it's not like.
2: Just know it's all nothing and it's an illusion, and you all can do it too. Just kidding. I'm more successful than you. Deal with it. Uh,
0: <laughs> Eat shit and
2: die. Eat shit and die, pussy. <laughs> I do look like I'm dressed like a bully today, too. So that's just. Dude. It, I, mean, I, I love how I talk about it. I'm, I'm so insecure, even though I look like I take someone's lunch money. Dude,
0: it works. It does. It works. It does work. How yeah. how'd you describe yourself on stage when I, when I saw you at the Chateau? It was a Mexican Mr. Clean.
2: Yeah, so I said, I, I said <laughs> uh, well, I say that I don't look Jewish, even though I look like I, I hate them all.
0: Dude, I I, all right,
2: like, I am I am Jewish, even though I look like I hate them all, and yeah. then I say it's not a popular time to be Mexican, Mister Clean. I did one the other day where I was like, I look like a Walmart Pitbull.
0: Oh, uh, I saw that. That yeah. was the
2: same night. Yeah, I did it yeah. later in the night. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. That
0: was, that joke crushed. Yeah, yeah. It was so a, Walmart was a, Pitbull. It was a big, big. Pop. Dude, Pitbull did do a commercial for Walmart. That's did, funny. I did not know. You that You did not I know had that. No idea. Dude, so the thing was is, uh, so Pitbull like he he did this contest too. They're like. Whatever Walmart has the most likes or whatever by the end of this contest, he will go visit that Walmart and they It's Mr.
2: Three O five. Yeah,
0: Mr. You get your likes. Well the thing that happened is the internet took over that and they liked this this one Walmart
2: that's like all the way out in Nowheresville, Alaska. That's funny.
0: And they made him go
2: there. That's funny. Making Pitbull go to Alaska, you know, with all his one fan that might be at that Walmart.
0: Yeah, well, he showed up and people are like digging it. So like he did show up. He's Mr. Alaska now. Shout out to Mr. 305 Alaska. Uh, yeah, thank
2: you for looking the way you do. It's helpful to me. Yeah, the, uh, the I just need to find one girl who's got a pit bull fantasy, and I'm fucking set. Dude, I, need to, um, I need girls who need to stop thinking I'm some kind of Mercedes jeweler dealer uh, <laughs> and just somebody who thinks I'm pit bull. I, I would love that. There you go. My so, mother would hate it, but I would love it.
0: So to wrap us out, any other tips or advice that you'd give or uh, any
2: shout-outs that you want to give while you're on the pod? Yeah, quit. Um, no. No. <laughs> Uh, No, I mean, I would just say everything I said before and like, just know what I say to you is not going to work for everybody. There are things that work for, I think, constantly thinking that there is a shortcut or a path is a lie. There used to be an old path to Hollywood. There used to be a path to being a stand-up comedian. There is no path now. It's just whatever you create for yourself is your opportunity and it could blossom into something bigger. And with the low expectations, you can grow, which if you're young, that's impossible. If you're young, you're going to have expectations. You you have to live in disappointment for a while before you realize that not everything's going to work out. And and, and it will work out at the same time. Yeah. Things will work out. It may not work out how you want it, but it's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Stay afloat and don't let your ego get the best of you we're comics we have egos but at the same time you have to know how to, to check that ego yeah
0: hey, i was about to say the best thing for me a lot is getting that ego
2: crushed too.
0: absolutely it's like once that ego's crushed I, i'm in a position where i'm i'm teachable again I'm, i I can yeah. learn things so
2: i, I love cool. getting my ego checked i think it's very healthy Get get a therapist if you don't have one too that's my biggest advice because comedy is tough and you're going to go through a lot of shit-eating moments, and you're not going to know who to talk to. Other comedians are definitely not the people to talk to about most shit, because they're also going through it. So it's nice to you know bond over it, but just know that that person is not going to make you see the light.
0: Yeah, I messaged talk to a, a mutual, five talk to people a, immediately after that bomb. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got that message. Um, yeah. And let me tell you, I just wrote good. Yeah, that's it, so funny, because it's like, I was like,
0: I, I literally just told you that was like, I'm bombless so far. I was like, I have to come out of the I closet. Rolled, I rolled my like,
2: fucking eyes when I saw that. Text. It happened. Like, yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: It good. Happened. Um, Did, And it was good. It, you know, it's like, very good. It's so good. Like it was, it, it's weird. Cause like, you know, after sitting in that crowd and just getting through it, like I had dinner on the rooftop afterwards cause I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm starving. I've been dieting. No, but that's like good weeks.
2: though. No, but you gotta, yeah. you, you in a weird way, you have to celebrate everything. Like there's, Everything that happens to you in this path is actually a win in a weird way. Like, oh, I think yeah. when you get rejected, when you get accepted, when you get uh, to, when you get, when you kill, when you bomb, like, all these things are Masters, not losses. Yeah. I think, like, we, like, I, know, I know everyone's like, oh, no toxic positivity. Like, I understand that. But if you treat everything like it is a fucking disaster, bad news. You're only gonna mope around and not be able to get yourself out of that hole. And I think the way you have to look at things is that when it happens, it's good. It's healthy. Oh yeah.
0: I mean be, you have
2: to be challenged. You in have life. to
0: be grateful for the painful situations that make that force you to grow because you know the only other way of staying in that pain is just by staying put and not growing. So I
2: honestly found that I remember my bombs more than my kills.
0: And I was about to say, I'll, I'll remember this one more
2: than the ones that
0: I did well at <laughs> so far. Well, yeah, of
2: course. And it's hey, going to
0: take over until the next one. That will push me until uh, yeah. I get to a spot. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, but, uh, all right, guys. That's, do uh, you want me
2: to plug uh, social or whatever? Or you uh, know, you yeah.
0: That? you Obviously, I got your TikTok and Instagram. But if you want to just say yeah, that,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, If you want to follow me at Instagram, at dammit, D-A-M-N-I-T. People don't know how to spell dammit for some reason. <laughs> it, it happens all the time. Uh, and then on TikTok, damn it's Brad. damn it underscore Brad on TikTok because some yeah. schmuck took it already. Yeah. Uh, I think it was me. I just had to remake it.
0: I'll, po- I'll post it both in the description. Yeah, below. and
2: yeah. Uh, got some shows I'm sure coming up when this comes out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, I'll post all sl- my dates on social yeah. media, Linktree and the Instagram
0: guys. So hell yeah. All right, guys. Thank you again, Paul. Oh, thank you for having me, buddy. All right, see you guys. <laughs>